Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's Picks for the Massachusetts Republican State Committee. Vote Tuesday, March 5th to keep the mass GOP alive. To see Howie's Picks, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on the banner. Better strap yourself in. It's time for the Howie Car Show. So here's what I would say to Mr. Trump. Instead of playing politics with this issue, instead of telling members of Congress to block this legislation, join me. How about new? This is a smart way to bring down the course and re-put, replace the money back into our city. I can handle things. I'm smart. Not like everybody says. Like dumb. I'm smart and I want respect. Live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. Spoke to the parents of an incredible young lady and you, you saw her the other day. You saw what happened the other day in Georgia. And the parents are devastated. They're incredible people. What are we supposed I to do with that? I mean, see, why do people are actually voting? Is, is there really one person voting for Not that guy? He can't complete a sentence. I call him Crooked Joe because he's crooked. He's a terrible president, the worst president our country's ever had. Rump swabs, hacks, and moon bats beware. It's. Howie Carr. 844 Welcome to the Howie Carr Show. I'm watching live on TV from Fulton County, Georgia, the uh, hearing, our final arguments in the effort to disqualify Fannie Willis from the Donald J. Trump et al. per, not pra, persecution. I mean, how can you not disqualify her? I mean, in a, in, a, in a sane, rational, first world society. But that's not what we live in, is it? So I don't have my hopes up. I, I, I voted in the poll question that she would get away with it, and uh, I'm going to stick with that, actually. I, I think that's, that's the, only, the only rational prediction anyone can make. 844-500-4242-917. The attorney representing the state of Georgia right now sounds very nervous and dejected. That's a good sign. Well, maybe he knows something we don't know. Maybe the judge called them all in and said, you know what, I'm gonna, you know what for once in, in any case with uh, Donald J. Trump as a defendant, I'm going to rule on the, the law and the evidence rather than on the uh, polls and uh, what the deep state and George Soros want, uh, want me to do. I hope that's I hope that's the case. 844-500-4242-844-500-4242. I uh, I printed out the the transcript of uh, the Hunter Biden deposition and it's it's not that fantastically good. It came out late yesterday. It was released. But I, I'm going to go over it this weekend and see if we can get a masterpiece theater or two out of it. I think, I think we can get something out of it. But there are <laughs> some of the stuff he says is, uh, I, I mean, for instance, you know, the, you know, the uh, the the uh, the text that he sent uh, to uh, to the Chinese guy, Raymond Zhou, asking him to have the uh, director of uh, this Chinese energy company call him. That's one where he says, I'm sitting here with my father and we would like to understand why the commitment has made has not been fulfilled. 
So they wanted the five million bucks. Five million bucks. Uh, tell the director I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand, which is Hunter's way of saying, this is a nice place you got here. It would be a shame if something was to happen to it. And then they sent 100000 bucks a, a few days later, and then they, they sent the $5 million bucks. So now we are told that the only reason it went to this guy, Hunter, Hunter said this under oath, the only reason it went to this guy is because I was so out of my mind from addiction. And like an idiot, I directed it towards Henry Zhao, who had no involvement, who had no understanding, or even remotely knew what the hell I was even GD talking about, excuse my language. But but do you know what happened? Again, he got a, a couple days later, he got 100 grand, and 10 days later, he got $5 million. Damn! Like, that's better than being a Nigerian prince. Or being in a Macedonian troll farm and just, you know, saying, uh, please uh, send all your uh, credit card information, including birth date and security number, uh, if you would like to get a free toaster from Kohl's. I get those about every day. I don't know why. I don't know. I, I've never, I don't think I've ever been in a Kohl's, but I get these, these phony baloney things from Kohl's all the time. All right. 844-500-4242. The big guy equals the big lie. When questioned about the reference to 10% being for the big guy, Hunter claimed not to know what that meant. But I, you know, but there are other headlines saying he did do this. I'm going to have to just sit down and read the whole thing. And when he says the chairman, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean the big guy. He he said that every three other people have testified that it, that he called that was his nickname for for uh, for dementia Joe, the big guy. But he says it's not true. How about the laptop? When asked about his laptop, Hunter claimed first not to remember dropping it off at one of the repair at the repair store in 2019. Then, when asked if he ever dropped the laptop at a, at a at a repair store, Hunter spoke of dropping it off at a place three blocks from his D.C. office or at an Apple store in Georgetown. Then he said that uh, if he was going to drop off a laptop, he would have gone to the Apple store, which was seven minutes from his parents' home. Hunter, uh, in other words, Hunter is claiming he wouldn't, he wouldn't have dropped off his laptop at Mac Isaac's store to suggest that he didn't. Didn't they get, didn't they get to ask follow-up questions? I'm going to have to read the thing to find out these, this. But, you know, there were so many of them, and they, they only got a, a, a few minutes, these, these round-robin hearings. And, and, you know, you got people like Swalwell and Nadler on there that are just, uh, you know, acting as fluffers for him, basically giving him slobbering wet kisses. Hunter testified on Wednesday that, quote, many different things on the laptop were, quote, either fabricated, hacked, stolen, or manipulated 100%. And again, as I said earlier, so, so some, some brilliant interrogator asked the follow-up question, so name some of the stuff that was fabricated, hacked, stolen, or manipulated. Hunter said, I can't go through them all right now. Oh, well, let's start with three. And then we'll take five more, okay? 844-500-4242, So the biggest, uh, the bigger story today may, may be, it's uh, the New York Post, Joe Biden got 
$40,000 in uh, China funds. This is what his brother Jim admitted today. Uh, he, uh, it was a $40,000 check made out to former uh, Vice President Joe Biden used funds that James, James Biden received from a, chi- a red Chinese government-linked company. Isn't that something? It, it was hard. And, and you know, they, they tried to say that, you know, it doesn't really matter where the money came from because money is, I don't even know how to pronounce this word. I, I never used it except I see it in print. Fungible. They said money is fungible. So it doesn't matter where it came from. But then then they had, he had to admit that uh, they said we're, the money came out of this particular account and then they gave the numbers for the account. And he said yes. Uh, and he said, so you... Uh, so you had uh, you had fifty thousand dollars that you deposited in this account, and then you wrote a check to to Brandon for forty thousand. Correct. Before you got the fifty thousand dollar check from the Red Chinese, one of the congressmen or or the staffers asked uh, James Biden, "How much did you have in that account that you wrote the forty thousand dollar check on before you put in the fifty thousand in uh, Red Chinese blood money?" He had $46 in there. Not $4,600. He had $46 in the account. So, you know, the money, the money, may, money, cash may be theoretically in the abstract fungible. But if you have $46 and the red Chinese give you 50000 and then you write a check to your corrupt, crooked, senile brother for 40000 I think you can call that Chinese money. And that's what they're going to be calling it tonight. Although, of course, no one is really going to report on this, are they? Yeah, yeah not in the, not on MSNBC or CNN. That's for sure. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. So today, I uh, it's Friday, and I uh, I had eaten all of my Omaha steak burgers that I cooked on Sunday, and I had to I had to get some cold cuts for lunch and. I was very disappointed, and it's that's the first thing I'm going to do this weekend uh, when I get uh, when I get off for a day or so, is uh, make some more Omaha steak burgers. Those are my favorite. I love Omaha steak, and I particularly love the burgers. Other people love the the the, the various steaks. They have every kind of cut of steak you could possibly imagine, and they're all delicious. They have great chicken. They have great salmon. They have great side dishes. They have great desserts. It's just a great great product. But I'm a burger guy, and I love it. There's nothing better than seeing that delivery of Omaha steaks. You know you're set for weeks for eating and with the best possible meats and sides as well. And right now, this is a perfect time to get ready for the spring that's now on its way. We're in March. It's time to start getting ready for the grilling season. And the Omaha Steak semi-annual sale is here to help you uh, help you get ready. 50% off site-wide. 50% off. That's half price. Go to omahasteaks.com and shop the semi-annual sale where you can load up on all the delicious flavors you crave at half the price. And when you use my promo code Howie at checkout, you'll get an additional $30 off your order. Save big on delicious, tender, juicy steaks, big beefy burgers, and so much more. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. Endless flavor and endless value, especially when it's 50% off and you get another $30 off if you put in the code Howie. Every purchase is backed by their unconditional money-back guarantee. Simply go to omahasteaks.com and shop the semi-annual sale today. 
And don't forget to use promo code Howie at checkout to get an additional $30 off your order. Hurry, because this deal won't last long. Kickstart your spring grilling today. That's omahasteaks.com promo code Howie at checkout. Minimum purchase may may apply. I'm Howie Carr. Howie will be right back after this short break. Listening to the Howie Car Show. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two six one seven says, all the emails and text messages on Hunter's laptop are easily verified by checking server records, the cloud, or the recipient copy. So that defense is ridiculous. Of course it is. But he, but he's Hunter Biden. Nothing's going to happen to him. He's a Democrat. He has he he is the original poster boy for white privilege. Or should I say Democrat privilege? That's that's a more precise description of what we have in the country now. Because you you know, you could still be uh you could still be taken out if you're a, a Democrat and you're you're on the wrong side of the fence, whether whether you're Clarence Thomas who's really on the wrong side of the fence, or someone like Eric Adams who's just kind of fed up with what's happening. You know, they're ruining New York City. So they're coming out. They're going to put him in jail. There's no question about it. All right. Today's poll question is brought to you by Balance 7. Stop procrastinating and get your energy back. New customers can save 20% and get free shipping at balance7.com with code Howie. Balance7.com, code Howie. Taylor, what is the poll question? What are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at howiecarshow.com, is... Joe Biden is now calling illegals newcomers. What do you call them? Newcomers, migrants, illegal aliens, invaders, undocumented Democrats, or new Americans? Did I put foreign freeloaders in there? I don't believe so. I put. I want to put foreign freeloaders in there. I'm sorry. Okay. Jeez, I'm, what a screw-up by me. I'm going to call them uh, illegal aliens, though. For now. <laughs> yeah, for now. 60. <laughs> 63% say illegal aliens, 25% say invaders, 11% say undocumented Democrats. All right. Eight, four, I don't think newcomers is going to catch on in a big way. All right. 844-500-4242. Howie, does frugal Fanny have on the same dress she wore the last time she, she was in court? I, I hope it's on the right way this time. Sure looks like it. She just walked up to the podium to hand her lawyer a note. How is this crap allowed? Who's running the show? The lawyer or her? The lawyer works for her. Any lawyer works for, you know, who, uh, their client. But in this case, she employs the lawyer in her office. It's the, it, that guy that's, that she's, she gave the note to is, a, uh, is a, a, a prosecutor for the county DA's office, and she's the county DA. Uh, let's see. Is Frugal Fanny this guy's lawyer? He is out of Fulton County DA's office. I don't know. I don't know who. I don't know who he is. I just assumed he was in the DA's office. She's got a pretty sad group of attorneys. Though that that woman that was there uh, a couple of weeks ago when the when when she wore the dress on backwards, that she was she didn't ob- object nearly enough. I mean, of course, uh, Fanny was killing herself. So I there's only there's only so much you can do when 
when you have uh, when when you have something like like what happened, a client or any kind of witness going out of control, and the judge is going to let it happen, and uh, none of the other lawyers are going to help you. So I, you know, maybe it, maybe it wasn't all her fault. Someone is compla- comparing this to uh, what was her name, Marsha Clark and Chris Darden, that the. You know, they were supposedly getting it on and uh, comparing them to Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade. I'll tell you, you know, uh, the, the O.J. prosecutors were uh, were world-class barristers compared to, to Fannie and Nathan. Would you trust them? Would you trust them to try to fight a parking ticket? I wouldn't. Maybe in, a, maybe in Fulton County, though. I think everything is pretty much... Uh, I think uh, you could just go in as long as you got something that's fungible. You can uh, probably get just about anything settled. It's a lot like I don't know, Beirut, Baghdad. Ron, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Ron. Hey, I just wanted to comment on um, what happened with the uh, Glenn Beck's reporter this morning getting arrested by the FBI, and you know all this Trump stuff that they're going after him and everybody related to him and what happened with the IRS and going after Christians. This is all yeah. third world stuff. And these countries that are being run by dictators and communism are there because nobody ever fought back. Right. And I'm not, so, you know, in 20, 30 years, are we going to be in that situation because nobody ever fought back? Uh, you know, you know what, Ron, I, I, it may not even take 20 or 30 years. I mean, things have gone out of control so fast around here in, in every regard, haven't they? Oh, absolutely. I mean, do we just, I'm not promoting violence, but this is how civil wars, wars start. And I don't know how you can, you can combat it if once this, you know, once they take the, you know, cover up. Did, the didn't things, Ronald so. Reagan in, in some of his darker moments and speeches used to sometimes say, if, if we lose this country, where are we going to go? You know, I mean, Absolutely. that's that's the question. You know, you, I always used to think New Zealand would be OK, but New Zealand was worse than the U.S. when it came to the uh, the covid uh, lockdowns. I mean, they just went uh, they just went total, total authoritarian in like a matter of hours, it seemed like and they, they wouldn't let anybody into the country. It didn't it didn't have any effect. Of course, there was no there was no terrible effect anyway in any of these countries. In, in, in reality, it was just it it hit the. It hit the people who were going to be vulnerable to any kind of uh, panic or ep- I should say epidemic in this case or virus. Thanks for the call, Ron. Uh, Mark, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Mark. Good afternoon, Howie. I'd like to propose that all third world countries that are releasing their prisons and their mentals that we cut off funding. No more aid. I, I'm totally, I'm totally on board with that, Mark. You know, I, I mean. President Trump tells the story, you know, he was, he was trying to deport some of these uh, criminals back to these uh, third world hell holes, and they were refusing to take them, just like they were, Venezuela's refusing to take them now. And you know what he said? He said, I'm shutting the borders for all these uh, wretched countries. And, and what I mean, and what he, what he meant was not even the rich people could get into the United States, you know, to go on a, uh, a binge or a hooker spree like they were Democrats or something. So, and, and as soon as he said that, they, they immediately started taking these gangbangers and these, uh, these newcomers and these undocumented Democrats back into the country. But, Mark, they're never going to do that. You know that. Haven't other uh, lawyers, judges been thrown off cases for a lot less? Yes, they have. But there's never been a bigger defendant than Donald J. Trump. 
That's one of the many ways the rules have been changed here in Fulton County and elsewhere. Live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. 844-500-4242. Appeals court ruling that vacates Capitol rioters' sentence could impact dozens of January 6th cases. So they, uh, there was a retired Air Force officer uh, went in on January 6th in combat gear. And they, uh, they upheld the conviction, but they said that they, were, they, they put an uh, enhancement on it. These are the enhancements for, you know, making the crime even worse. You know, like, the, like you know, using a machine gun in the commission of a felony is, gives you 30 years on and after. But, of course, they plea bargain it down if you're a illegal alien drug dealer. But in the case of a retired Air Force officer, they wanted to use the enhancement to throw him in jail. The enhancement on the grounds that his conduct had resulted in substantial interference with the administration of justice. Justice. <laughs> How do they type that with a straight face? Has been applied in more than 100 other January 6th defendants' cases. If the ruling stands, the defendants who have not already completed their prison terms may push for new sentences. But it's still, I mean, it's still unjust. I mean, it was a, it was a trespassing case at most. So I guess it, uh, but I guess, you know, anything that gets you out of prison a, a day or, or an hour earlier is, is a good thing. 844-500-4242. Joining us now is Grace with the news. A New Jersey businessman accused of bribing Senator Bob Menendez pled guilty Friday to a superseding indictment alleging he helped a Democrat and his wife Nadine purchase a Mercedes-Benz convertible in exchange for the powerful lawmaker protecting one of his colleagues from a state investigation for insurance fraud, according to the New York Post. Jose Uribe is his name, and he's a former insurance agent in Menendez's hometown of Union City, he copped to seven counts during a Manhattan federal court hearing, including charges of wire fraud. Rot row. I don't think he's standing up, do you, Grace? No, I don't think there's <laughs> going to be a lot of stand-up guys in the case of Bob Menendez. Menendez's wife, Nadine, met Uribe in a parking lot in April of 2019 and was handed $15,000 in cash, which was later used to make Does it Has that down- ever happened to you, Grace? It hasn't, but I'm not as cash crazy as some of these Democrats. I'll bet you never got any gold bars either from your mother or anybody else. No, and I don't keep, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in cash like Fannie Willis or like Bob Menendez. Uh, It was later used to make a down payment on the C-Class black convertible, according to a September indictment. So more bad news for Bob Menendez. I don't think his campaign for re-election is going well. Although, you know... If it was him versus Mrs. Phil Murphy, uh, born with a silver spoon in her mouth as well as other bodily orifices, I, I probably would vote for Menendez. Yeah, I'm always going to root for the underdog, you know. And once they find gold bars and you're safe, you're officially the underdog. So keep on keep on pushing, bro, as AOC would say. Speaking of Bob Menendez, someone who's been very critical of him, Howie, is Senator John Fetterman from Pennsylvania. And we have news on him as well. This is from Mediaite. It says, Senator John Fetterman told Fox News congressional correspondent Chad Pergram on Thursday that he was open to most of what is in the House Republicans' border security bill known as H.R. 2. And now Chip Roy has come out and said the new and improved Fetterman can wear whatever he wants if he keeps talking (laughs) like that. 
Yeah. You know, everything is on the table, as uh, for the late Israeli Prime Minister uh, Menachem Begin used to say. I, I agree with that. Yeah. No, it's 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 good. It's good stuff. I've been really liking Fetterman. His support of Israel has been great. So we'll see. Um, Howie, a big story today in Politico, which you've referenced before, you know, Joe Biden is a union guy. And yet he's having some trouble. He, with the he loves the IEBW. Yes, he does. This As piece uh, by NBC's Alex Sideswald about how the biggest labor union in the state of Washington, the United Food and Commercial Workers, endorsed voting uncommitted in Washington's primary next month. The chapter, which is over 50,000 members, is the largest in the nation, and they've described Biden as an ally to workers over the last four years. But members have questioned his ability to defeat Donald Trump this November. So they are encouraging their uh, labor union to vote uncommitted next month, which is bad news. I don't like I don't like uncommitted votes. I I I wouldn't if I were in a legislature and they said we're going to add uncommitted to the ballot, I would vote against it. Do you like the write in option? No. I mean, well, I mean, you could have the write-in option, but they're not going to be counted. You know, I mean, if you want to run on stickers, that's really your only choice if you're uh, if you're not on the ballot. It's 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 very rare, though, to win as a uh, as a write-in or a sticker candidate. Unfortunately, someone asked me six oh three. What's the latest with Catherine Herod? She was found guilty of contempt of court today yeah. by the by the judge uh, for refusing to turn over the name of her source. So, I mean, when it rains, it pours. First, you get fired because you're doing your job as a reporter. And uh, and then uh, the the deep state fired her CBS. And now the deep state is going to throw her in jail. Just I mean, this is a bad day for uh, for real journalists, real reporters, because that guy from The Blaze was uh, yeah. was grabbed by the FBI today. I mean, for at, you know. For reporting on January sixth, I mean, he wasn't even he wasn't even like this military guy who was in the Air Force guy who was there in his uniform. I mean, he was he was just he's been reporting on what happened, and I think he's been reporting mainly on the surveillance video. And they arrested him. Yeah, the only it's not even a silver lining, but the only good part of this is that now because of X and just really all social media, at least people are telling these stories and at least yeah. people are coming to the defense of that reporter from The Blaze. Also, Catherine Herridge has been getting a lot of support. So that's one good thing is that there's there's a way to get the information out and it is spreading like wildfire. I saw a lot of videos of that guy from The Blaze today being arrested. And so people are outraged. Yeah. 201 says your fake news on your, on the local uh, affiliate said for trying to bribe Menendez. Yeah, but see, Menendez <laughs> is still entitled to a presumption of innocence, if I may sound like uh, the press release from the U.S. Attorney's Office. You are presumed not guilty until you are found guilty by a jury. So that, that that's all that was. So, I mean, so this guy, this Uribe, has, he's admitted he's a crook. And we all know he's a crook, but you still have to say trying or allegedly or reputedly. Yeah. Or re- yeah. It's just it's CYA. Just, it's a nicety. That's all. Yes. Um, speaking of races, political races, California Senate race, Steve Garvey in a statistical tie for first place with Adam Schiff. Obviously, we're uh, a ways away from this, but Democratic Rep. Adam Schiff and Republican Steve Garvey have separated themselves from Representative Katie Porter and are poised to advance beyond Tuesday's primary in the race for the late Dianne Feinstein's California Senate seat, according to a new poll. This is also from Political. 
uh, Politico, Garvey earned the support of 27% of likely voters and is what is expected to be the final primary poll from the UC Berkeley Institute. Yeah, this is, they have, uh, in California, if you don't know, they have a what's called a jungle primary. So everybody goes, whether you're Democrat, Republican, whatever, you just all go on the ballot and the top two people get to be in the final election. So it, it would it would make sense that, that uh, Garvey would be as a Republican, the former uh, L.A. Dodgers first baseman, I think he's in the Hall of Fame. He would uh, he would be one of the two, and uh, and so it's been a fight between the Democrats to see who would be the uh, the Democrat who would go up against Garvey. And uh, but I don't think it was ever much of a fight because uh, Schiff has all the money, the Hollywood money. Yeah, the race. It's funny you say that because the race has become the most expensive in the state's history, with Schiff spending and benefiting from nearly $45 million in ads, according to the ad tracking service, Ad Impact. The poll, co-sponsored by the Los Angeles Times, found that in a two-way matchup, Schiff would start with a significant lead over Garvey, 53% to 38%. Yeah. Man, you know, you talk about bad signs for America when a guy like Adam Schiff yeah, can raise $45 million for basically a primary. Yeah. Sad state of affairs. Okay, now here's the story I really wanted to get to this whole time. But I held off, Howie, because we had to go through a couple of other headlines. This is a story in the Washington Post. The private chats and chance encounters that shape Joe Biden's thinking. Now, if you would be so kind, Howard, I'm just going to read you. You you lost me at thinking. I'm just going to read you two paragraphs, okay? Yes. In the early months of his presidency, as the pandemic dragged on with its stifling restrictions, President Biden often delivered a favorite monologue monologue to aides. He was worried about young people's mental health, he said. High school seniors were missing prom and graduation. He wanted to know how college students went on dates. Now, all's well there, right? There's nothing strange. But just wait. Specifically, Biden wondered how young people could make love under the circumstances, according to two aides who heard the president use that phrase multiple times during his first year in office. Biden's He's probably the first president to use that phrase in about two decades, too. Two decades? A lot longer than that, I would say. I also believe that he, instead of make love, he said, make whoopee. Biden's fixation on loneliness among young people, the aide said, grew out of his near daily conversations with his grandchildren. What loneliness. I mean, you know, I was just reading some some new book that came out about the panic and they were talking about that uh, English guy who wanted to who who you know was the big advisor I guess to Boris Johnson and said, "Blimey, mate, we've got to shut the entire island down." Right? And so they shut the entire island down and this guy sneaks out and goes to, uh, for a uh, for a little afternoon delight at his girlfriend's place. You're telling me that no, that he was the only guy doing that? I think his name was Niall Ferguson or Neil Ferguson. Howie, if I was one of the young staffers at the White House and I heard the president mumbling about how he's worried, he doesn't understand how young people make love under the circumstances, I would look him in the eye and I would say, don't worry about it. Do not concern yourself with these things, sir. Focus on something else. Reprioritize. Focus on the wagon train. They're going to have a Ward Bond as the Wagon Master special all night long, Mr. President. They they heard him use that phrase multiple times. He's worried. He said it multiple times. I'm worried about how young people are making love. What? And this comes on the heels, Howie. I don't know if you talked about this yet, that according to sources, 
he makes a lot of jokes or he's made jokes before to the Secret Service agents that uh, the key to Jill and his uh, marriage is that they have good sex or something. Seems like it's he's always bringing that up. This is another reason why the Washington Post is losing $100 million a year. Yeah, it's all about round-the-clock sex. And this, this, this story goes on for like 15 pages, and that's only the first two paragraphs. Uh, uh, Bruce from the Mets says, I know Steve Garvey. He would be excellent. He's not in the Hall of Fame, though. Okay. Oh, oh okay. okay. He, was, he was a really good hitter, though, in the, uh, in, in the mid-'70s. He was a good power. They had a, the, the Dodgers had a lot of good hitters. He was one of them, and he was, and he he got around socially too, if you if you know what I mean. Yeah, but Howie, can he talk to pranksters about compliment? I mean, that's really what we need. No, and you, you know the best, you know the greatest, the greatest reason to vote for Steve Garvey, he is not a native of Massachusetts, <laughs> so he has a much better chance of go, turning out normal than Adam Schiff. I wonder where he's from originally, California. He's a he, he seems like a West Coast guy. I'm sure Bruce, Bruce from the Mets will text me and tell me who, where he's from originally. Perfect. Okay, Howie, that's it for me. All right, that's it for the uh, that's it for Grace's news. We'll be right back. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. I'm back in Florida, but one of my last stops in New England before leaving was at Perfect Smiles in Nashua, New Hampshire. They are always my first appointment back and my last before I leave for Florida. I make them a priority because taking care of your oral health is a priority. By neglecting it, it can lead to dementia, depression, and even heart disease. You don't want to get gingivitis. That's why you need to make getting your appointment at Perfect Smiles a priority. Do you think your mouth issues are too complicated to fix or that it would take so many visits that you give up before even making that first phone call to even get started? Are you looking for expertise and experience to help you? Put yourself and your health first, and since your oral health affects your overall well-being, do what I did. I went to Perfect Smiles in Nashua to be as healthy as I can and to look as good as I can as well. Make your health a priority. Call the only dentist I'll go to, Dr. Houghton at Perfect Smiles in Nashua. Look them up at perfectsmiles.com. That's perfectsmiles.com. I'm Howie Carr. Listen to the Howie Car Show from anywhere. Hey, Jags, what sorcery is this? Go to HowieCarshow.com and click listen to start streaming Howie live in crystal clear high definition. I'm whispering right in your ear. Buzz, 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 buzz. Howie Car is back. 844-500-4242. Malcolm, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Malcolm. Hi, Howie. Uh, on the Washington Post's front page, speaking of the Washington Post, it says, democracy dies in darkness. Yes. And I just want, and I think uh, most people don't realize that's not a slogan, it's a mission statement. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, it, it's it certainly seems that way. You know, I don't think there's there's room for two religious tracks for the, of the Democrat Party. The New York Times is doing okay because they they seem to have wrapped up the uh, the faithful. You know, they they print they print more BS than uh, the Washington Post does. And the Washington Post is fading away. Uh, Bruce from the Mets says Steve's from Florida. Yeah, I looked him up. He was born in Tampa. 
But he, he's, uh, I, I think, I and, and other people, uh, some of our California listeners say, I'm voting for Steve on Tuesday. Yeah, you got to, who, who else are you got to vote for? I mean, maybe there's one or two other, like, you know, lesser known Republicans in the fight. But it's, uh, I mean, you got the, th- the three Democrats, they're all nuts. Schiff, that woman, Katie Porter. She's the one who said, uh, oh, just just because that uh, nursing student in Georgia was brutally murdered and it was the latest in a long, 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 endless series of uh, murders and rapes and uh, disfigurements and robberies by illegal aliens, don't that, that shouldn't deter our immigration system, right? And then the other one is Barbara Lee, who's about like close to 80 years old. She's just, uh, she's, she's just ready to retire, I think, raising some bucks. She's black. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. You know, you know how the New York Times. Uh, speaking of the New York Times, they've got the uh, the editorial board member Mara Gay, who thought that uh, who thought that Bloomberg had spent a million dollars to buy ads uh, for uh, worth of ads for each American in uh, twenty twenty. Remember that? And it. it uh, <laughs> I, I mean, it was just ridiculous. She went on MSNBC and uh, with uh, Br- Brian Williams at the time and told that. And he was going, wow, that's really amazing. Oh, he, sp- he spent a million dollars times 333 million. Oh, that's right. Well, she's not the only one that has some uh, problems with uh, with math at the New York Times. There's a woman named Apoorva Mandavili. Apoorva Mandavili. She is a uh, COVID reporter. Correction. This is from last month. An earlier version of this article misstated the number of COVID deaths earlier this winter. It was $1,500 per week, not per day. $1,500 per week, not per day. Okay. In 2021, she reported that there were... 900,000 hospitalizations of children with COVID from August of 2020 to October of 2021. 900,000. Do you know how many there were? 63,000. She's also the one who tweeted out, someday we will stop talking about the lab leak theory, meaning that the Chinese let it out of a lab, and maybe even admit its racist roots. But alas, that day is not here yet. You know why that day is not here yet? Because it did come out of a lab. 844-500-4240. This is a correction from 2022. An earlier version of this article incorrectly referred to the number of children aged 5 to 11 with multisystem inflammatory syndrome. About 4,000 have been diagnosed, not died, with the syndrome. So she got she she said 4,000 4, were dead, and there, it was 4,000 diagnosed. She said 900,000 have uh, kids have been hospitalized since the start but it was really 63,000 and now she's saying that 1500 a day are dying from covid and it's really 1500 a week but she's very talented very talented and she was not a DEI hire you can rest assured of that 844-500-4242 I'm Howie Carpenter. 